Welcome to the Partnership Economy. This podcast explores the power of partnerships through candid conversations with industry leaders. Join our hosts, Dave Yavano, CEO, and Todd Crawford, co-founder of Impact.com, as they unpack the future of partnerships as a lever for scale and an opportunity to put the consumer first. Welcome back to the Partnership Economy Podcast. I am your host, Todd Crawford, and I'm thrilled to introduce our next guest to the show today, Scott Brinker. Scott has an extensive background in the SaaS industry, and you'll hear it come through in this episode. He's extremely enthusiastic about the partnership economy. Scott has been the VP of Platform Ecosystem at HubSpot for the past five years. Previously, he worked as an entrepreneur, fusing together marketing and technology at his own SaaS company. At HubSpot, his mission is to grow and nurture the community of tech partnerships integrated within the platform by helping to deliver results for mutual customers. Today, we'll dive into HubSpot's tech ecosystem, how the partnership channel at HubSpot has evolved since Scott joined, inbound versus outbound partnerships, and how HubSpot helps partners organically find each other. And just as a quick note here, in this episode, I mistakenly referred to our learning academy at impact.com as IPX. It's actually PXA. So a lot of acronyms here and uh, got that one mixed up. IPX is our annual customer conference and PXA is our learning academy. It's free to anyone. You don't even have to be a customer at Impact. And if you just Google impact.com and letters PXA, you can uh, find that landing page and learn more. This was an exciting conversation with Scott and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, Scott, well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I am super, super excited to have you on. I've been looking forward to this. I say that every time, but I really am here because to me, HubSpot for being a fellow SaaS uh, company is kind of a put on a pedestal for us. You guys have done a lot of things well, and uh, we aspire to be as successful and as large as HubSpot. Uh, So again, I'm really looking forward to unpacking partnerships with HubSpot. But before we get started, why don't you just give us an overview of your current role at HubSpot? Yeah, well, thank you for uh, having me. Uh, I love to talk uh, about partnerships and, uh, you know, the way in which that world is evolving. Um, I've been at HubSpot for a little over five years at this point. Uh, previously, before HubSpot, uh, I, uh, I was running my own SaaS company, uh, was a co-founder of an interactive content SaaS company. So I've seen it. Uh, from both uh, an app side and now the platform side, uh, my mission at HubSpot is really to help the ecosystem uh, of all these other partners who can integrate with HubSpot CRM, uh, make sure that, yeah, first and foremost, we're giving them the resources, the technical capabilities to do those integrations. But then also, yeah, how do we help them from a go-to-market perspective of uh, getting the joint combination, uh, you know, these two products together uh, out into the world? Awesome. So I know we have a pretty diverse uh, listenership, so maybe not everyone is even familiar with HubSpot um, other than maybe you've heard of it, but can you just describe uh, the product suite and the types of customers? Sure. So HubSpot is a CRM platform for scaling companies. Uh, we started with a marketing uh, product, uh, uh, one of the champions of the inbound 
marketing uh, movement uh, more than a decade ago. Uh, but then over time, yeah, expanded that into a broader CRM, uh, sales hub, sales engagement tools, a service hub product, and a CMS uh, product that integrates a uh, tool for uh, RevOps managers, our uh, Ops Hub product. And really what's trying to like fill out is this complete platform for the front office, uh, you know, of, uh, businesses, primarily B2B businesses or consumer businesses that have, uh, a, a kind of a profile that makes them look like they operate, uh, very much, uh, you know, like B2B businesses. So let's talk about partnerships. How, how does HubSpot in general view partnerships? Because I know they do sales. I know they do marketing. Um, and, and now we know they do partnerships. So, uh, how do they view partnerships in, in kind of juxtaposed to sales and marketing. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's multiple kinds of partnerships, uh, you know, within HubSpot, uh, you know, probably the biggest collection originally started, uh, uh, with our agency program that's, you know, morphed into our broader solutions partner program. And this is, you know, in some ways like a classic, uh, you know, channel, it's, uh, well over 40% of HubSpot's business you know, goes through this channel of these, uh, service and solutions providers, you know, who are not just selling a HubSpot product, but they're really helping businesses, you know, uh, adopt it, uh, be able to change the strategies they're using, you know, within their marketing and sales, uh, as we've started to steadily go up market and we have more and more mid market companies that are using HubSpot, you know, these solutions providers and service providers are often able to help with uh, the broader tech stack integration, uh, you know, of all the other different pieces, you know, that business might have in its digital operations that it wants to make sure are part of the, you know, uh, the HubSpot CRM platform. So that's sort of one whole dimension of the ecosystem and partnerships there. And then the part that I work with is really the technology ecosystem. You know, the, at this point, uh, well over 1300 uh, technology companies who have built integrations, uh, to HubSpot, we've built integrations to them. Uh, you know, and this is, it runs quite the gamut from obviously like, you know, the major platforms like Google and LinkedIn and Meta, you know, all the way through to like all these, you know, more specialized, you know, companies that, you know, are the masters of their domain, uh, in the capability that they own. Right. So you guys are just bringing ideally best of breed solutions that your customers need to be successful and just making it easier for that to integrate into the HubSpot solutions, right? So it's kind of a one plus one equals three almost, right? So I always look at it as, um, you know, what is my, what are my customers doing when they're not doing business with me or how can other solutions help them do business with me? is kind of the the approach that, that or the perspective that we take um and and it's funny that you talk about starting with agencies because we we went down the same path we have a lot of agencies that service our clients and i think it's around 40 percent as well where either the customer is outsourcing other partnership channel on impact uh or they're co-managing it together because of the expertise that those agencies have um because our, our both our products are very powerful and can be very complex. There's certainly simple components to them, but to really get the most out of them, that that third-party expertise really helps uh, our our customers be more successful. You know, there's been such incredible innovations that's happened in the technology 
you know, over this past decade, but for all this amazing innovation that happens in the technology, you know, like just businesses, organizations, the way in which they operate, their processes, their, you know, structures, the talent, like these things just take time to change and adapt and, you know, learn how to harness these. And so I think that's one of the reasons why you see so many successful, you know, agencies and service providers and solutions partners is that's really the magic they bring, you know, is helping, you know, companies adapt. Uh, to what these new capabilities that they can buy from products like yours and ours. Yeah, that 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 to me is really key here is getting the most out of the product uh, versus, you know, having a license and not really leveraging the full potential for your business. And I, I think a lot of companies struggle with that across different product suites. And and to me, the that that's always a, a balance, you know. Where, the investment in getting to the ideal state faster um, is is to me key, and uh, that's where I think for us, especially our third party uh, agencies, really bring a lot of expertise because they've been using the product for so long. They know things that it would take a, a customer coming in new, you know, potentially years to figure out. So that that acceleration is is key there. And talking about partnerships, I know you know impact has been partnered with HubSpot in two ways. Um, you mentioned kind of bringing third parties in these integrations, which we are, I guess, an integration partner is how you would word that. If if I am using HubSpot, I can turn on or integrate the data um, between Impact and HubSpot so that the, the data is getting where it needs to go uh, automatically versus someone having to try to shoehorn it in. That's one integration, right? And then um, the other is that HubSpot actually licenses Impact, the partnership cloud, to manage partnerships, which is, I don't think, part of your domain. So on the integration partnerships, the app partnerships, how many does HubSpot currently have? So just over 1,300 at this point. Wow, yeah. And that partnership channel started how long ago? Oh, well, when I joined five years ago, there were probably about 50 uh, integrations, right. um, you know, which again, in all fairness, by that point in time, HubSpot had been around, uh, you know, a good, uh, nine years, uh, coming up on 10 years at that point. Right. Um, you know, and so as a marketing solutions, there were a number of integrations that had gotten started, but they were very much, you know, almost these bespoke one, one at a time type partnerships, which is how all these things tend to start. You know, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons I joined HubSpot was uh, Brian and Armash, the co-founders, felt HubSpot was ready to move to that next level uh, of just significantly widening, uh, you know, the ecosystem and this funnel. So that, again, if you're if you're going to be something like a CRM platform that just by its very nature is trying to help manage, you know, the flow of data across marketing, sales, and, you know, service organizations, uh, to really be successful with that, you need to be able to connect to all the different kinds of data and applications, you know, that people see as a part, uh, you know, that broad customer journey. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's been a very fun, uh, uh, adventure here over uh, this past five years. I, to be honest, I still feel like we're so early, uh, you know, in where all this can go, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's grown quite a bit. Yeah. I think, you know, you talk about also the maturity model of a customer, you know, most customers with a CRM tool is really sometimes more sales focused. I know, you know, a company 
especially when they start, you know, start up, they're like, well, we need, we need a CRM tool. We need to manage our sales pipeline. And then that over time expands into as the marketing team needs the same data or needs to tap into that sales data because they're pushing in leads into that funnel. And then you've got the CRM of customer support and success teams. So it kind of grows over time. And I think, you know, the types of partnerships that you guys are, are building in the app ecosystem kind of help kind of allow that to, to seamlessly happen and, and the, the companies to, to say, okay, we can integrate or plug in and, and get more value out of HubSpot as we grow. And that maturity model is, it's to me critical to the retention of the customer, right? Not, not just the, I'm satisfied that I bought this product, but that I'm getting more and more out of it over time. It, it kind of locks the customer in in a way that they they're they're happy, right? It's not like they're they're handcuffed, but you know th- it's the same thing that we look at. You know, it's you you want to be able to make it as easy for the customer and the success to come uh, and that maturity, so that the company becomes more and more reliant. Uh, the data is providing more value, I guess, is really the end end result there. Yeah, no, I think that makes total sense. It's like um... There is a tremendous amount of value to a company to have that center of gravity that's, you know, sort of holding everything together, provides a mechanism to provide that visibility across these touch points. It provides the ability to, you know, uh, actively like be able to orchestrate, you know, across it. Um, now, of course, that's very beneficial to the platform company that, it, you know, if it's successful, you know, at being that center of gravity, uh, yeah, that, that, that should have a, a fairly good staying power. You know, but yeah, it's definitely uh, the the order there is like, okay, it has staying power if it's actually truly delivering, you know, that value and that connectivity uh, to the customer. And so just always keeping that at the center. Um, But yeah, it's like, you know, we live in a world where the amount of software in businesses, you know, has just exploded exploded exponentially you know over this past decade you know and you know some things get consolidated but then you know new startups arise and um it is a very fluid environment um but it's one there to say like okay if you're going to be the center of gravity around something like a crm yeah it's it's not like there's a handful of apps (laughs) that you want to integrate with there it's like wow, there's, there's a universe that different customers have different subsets, you know, things they need. Um, and yeah, you've, you've got to take a very expansive view, uh, you know, of what are the possible things that can get connected. So having starting with 50 and growing to over a thousand, um, I know, I imagine today you get a lot of people knocking on your door, but back when you started, you were probably still doing a lot of outreach. I don't know, even today, like how you would break down, like, processing inbound people who want to work with you versus, Hey, there's some gaps here. There's some companies we really want to work with and we've got, they're not coming to us. We've got to go to them. How's that evolved or how's that even, I guess just today is inbound versus outbound partnerships for you guys? Yeah, it certainly, uh, has, uh, the, the, the polarity, uh, you know, it started to shift, which I'm uh, very grateful for, uh, you know, in the early days it was, almost entirely outbound, um, you know, and again, and there it's like, you know, you, it still only works. Partnerships only work if there is actually real genuine value, you know, on both sides. It's, it, there's, 
there's no way to sort of like, oh, well, I did this really great PowerPoint presentation and oh, okay, they decided to, you know, uh, partner with me for that. Um, you know, so we just had to be like really focused in like, okay, where do we know today there's like a really strong intersection for, you know, customers that yeah, will be a win for both parties. You know, now as HubSpot, you know, has, uh, you know, grown for a lot of other SaaS startups, they now see like, okay, yes, HubSpot, like the customers I want to sell to are already HubSpot customers. And so being able to integrate with HubSpot, yeah, becomes a real part of my value proposition, you know, for those customers I'm trying to win over. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to learn how partnerships can help your business, visit impact.com, the world's leading partnership management platform. So bringing on the partner, identifying a potential partner and, and engaging them to, to, to be in, in, in your case, uh, an app partner, what happens after the fact? I mean, how, how much involved are you with partners? Because I, I mean, you are this, you know, marketplace of apps, if I'm a HubSpot comp- customer, right? And I can find them and click on them and get them plugged in and, and start using them. But I guess from a partnership management perspective, what do you, what do you, your team or you guys are doing around that after, you know, getting them in your marketplace? Yeah. So one of the things is like with a large ecosystem, you know, is we really look to like match our engagement with the partner with frankly, the partner's engagement with our ecosystem. You know, there's a number of partners who will build an integration and it does X, Y, and Z, and then they're happy and they move on, you know, and they don't necessarily invest a lot more in the effort. Uh, so generally we won't invest a lot more. It's there in the marketplace and customers can take advantage of it. You know, but when we have partners who really want to lean into the ecosystem, you know, then there's a variety of ways in which we're very eager to help them. You know, uh, you know, there's from a product dimension, you know, as HubSpot continues to expand its extensibility, um, we love to be able to work with partners to say like, okay, well, based on what the integration does today, here's a certain set of capabilities, here's what's the experience is like for uh, customers. Oh, with this next set of things that's opened up here, here are the additional capabilities we could potentially deliver to our customers. Here's uh, how we could make this experience even better, uh, you know, and so we'll work with partners, you know, on the product side, uh, you know, of an integration not being necessarily a once and done type activity, but like something that evolves just like, frankly, any other feature dimension, you know, of a product. Then more on the go-to-market side, sort of an internal and an external, uh, you know, side of that, you know, externally, we have a whole platform marketing group. Uh, one of the things they do is, you know, every month with the campaigns that, you know, our broader marketing team is running, this group is like matching partners into that, you know, making sure that any of the narratives or stories, you know, that we're telling, you know, to the world that the ecosystem becomes part of that story. So like, oh, well, if you want to do like state of the, like if you want to do product led growth, Okay, well, here are product-led growth strategies you could run on HubSpot. Oh, and here are partners who bring this feature and this capability, you know, to that. So uh, a lot of things where we look to just find ways to, like, amplify those partners that are best aligned with HubSpot, with our customer growth, uh, and who are looking to, like, match the enthusiasm and, you know, you know bring go-to-market on their side. And then internally, I would say we were a little bit behind on this, uh, you know, for a while of like, 
as this ecosystem grew, one of the gaps we realized over the past year was like, wow, we need to just do a better job of enabling our like sales and our customer service and customer success teams to better understand what's in the ecosystem, who these partners are, how they can leverage it. You know, so we started that program uh, last year, uh, really made pretty significant progress now in like helping to, you know, arm, you know, the sales and CS people to leverage that ecosystem. But that being said, I would say that's an area too where, um, yeah, we've, we've got now a long list of things that we want to do to make that even better so that again, for those partners who really want to lean into the ecosystem, we can make sure that they're active participants in helping enable, you know, our sales and customer success teams. Yeah, I imagine because you can see how your customers are using your product and some of the apps that they've enabled, there's almost like a companies who use app A, there's a higher percentage that use apps B and maybe C. And so you can kind of go to them and go, have you looked at these other apps? Because they're kind of the next evolution of where you are with our product, right? So you can help them understand, you know, which apps they should be considering based on, like you said, what they're trying to do, product-led growth or, or other, other initiatives within their company. Um, is, is that part of your education? Like, I mean, the ideal, you know, state of any SaaS is product-led growth. Like, well, they don't have to talk to sales. The integration is like one click. Um, the learning curve is, is flattened through, you know, an online education portal, which I know you guys have. Um, but then how do you introduce them to other, you know, organically where you're not even having a conversation They're they're discovering or having these products recommended these apps. Is that part of the product or is that somewhere you're trying to get to? Yeah, we've got a few examples of it today. It's certainly an area where I think there's a lot of room for growth. So for instance, like, um, we have a, uh, automation, uh, engine inside, uh, you know, our platform that works nice, uh, seamlessly across, you know, the sales, marketing and service. Uh, and we have an extension capability so that, you know, partners can, uh, basically create branded custom, uh, workflow actions. Uh, and so one of the things that, uh, yeah, the automation team here has done is when people are configuring their workflows, you know, they have a tab that shows them, okay, well, these are the current actions, either native to HubSpot or things from, you know, uh, apps you've already installed. But there's also a tab of like, oh, here's a set of like other, you know, workflow, uh, you know, actions that exist in our ecosystem that aren't yet, uh, you know, installed. And so we see engagement with, you know, people like, oh, oh, wow, I could use this to like trigger that kind of thing. Let me check out that product, um, you know. And so I think that sort of contextual discovery, I mean, what, what you were saying earlier about almost like a clustering of being able to say, hey, people with product X, you know, they often also have products Y and Z, you know, we can recommend that. Uh, we haven't implemented that yet, but I think that's a very logical and you know, natural way to look at it. But from the perspective of, yeah, possibly even more powerfully, this idea of contextually, when people are doing certain things in particular areas of our product, we just know there's a set of partners, you know, that surround, you know, that particular kind of capability and to give people the opportunity to discover, uh, you know, the best apps there in context. Um, again, we have that one example with the workflow actions, uh, a couple others, but a lot of room to expand in that direction moving forward. Yeah, I think I think the key thing here is 
if you are a SaaS company, you know, going it alone is 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 a lot harder than partnering. <laughs> Whether you get into the the HubSpot ecosystem because it's a good fit, or you build out your own app integration components, um, to me, the 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 ability to partner with other companies that are helping your customers be successful is really the key to partnerships here. Um, and I, I always used to think B2B partnerships are the hardest things because I always come from a B2C perspective. Like I've just in my career always worked with B2C companies more than B2B, but, uh, because of, I guess the, the paths you guys have already, uh, uh, cut in, in through the jungle here of, of SaaS success has really helped other companies kind of realize that partnerships are really the key to, to helping your customers be more successful. And, and, and at the end of the day, you can't be the, the, the end all be all right. It, it's too much. You can't build it you, as well. Like you said, there's other people that are already really good at this. So why try to copy them or be a piece of, of that when, when you can just make the integration with that other company, uh, key here. I think that, that to me is really what, what makes all SaaS companies get somewhere faster. Yeah. I mean, SaaS is definitely one of those things where it's just expanded the universe, you know, of potential apps out there by at least two orders of magnitude. And as a result, yeah, you've got both that, you know, incredible specialization, you know, that like, wow, if there's something very specific you want to do, there's probably a SaaS company out there that's really world-class at it. And like every day their engineering and product teams wake up like passionate about that mission. And it just, you're not going to compete against that, you know, in some sort of like, oh yeah, we think about this, you know, once every year or two. No, it's a, there's a expertise and passion. Yeah, it really creates enormous differentiation. But then the fact that all this stuff is in the cloud and that, yeah, increasingly the adjacencies, you know, between these things, you know, are shorter and shorter distances. Um, you know, obviously customers have, you know, I mean, all the data we keep seeing year over year of, you know, the number of different SaaS subscriptions people adopt and pull in their stack. We sometimes joke, uh, you know, about like, oh my goodness, this is too bloated, there's too many things. But the truth is, there's so much value that companies are getting out of these combinations, you know, of these different specialized apps. And so, given that specialization, given the ability for customers to combine things in their tech stack to not fight that, but to actually lean into that proactively is like, yes, well, let's partner with these. Let's make sure that we have the best, you know, connections, you know, across the adjacent apps that are relevant to our customers, you know, and then let's also make sure that the process of getting the things connected, you know, in the cloud is, you know, is uh, seamless as it can possibly be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great strategy for, uh, you know, winning in this environment. The world has changed. People realize that they, they that these these integrations or these partnerships are what what can really accelerate or I guess just broaden the success um, versus you know 10, 20 years ago people were just it was secretive go it on your own and uh, you know everyone else can figure it out themselves I think there's just so much more openness and obviously this conversation is a big part of that I really appreciate um, you wanting to come and, and share this, uh, what HubSpot's doing. And I think it, like I said, it's definitely something that 
um, is, is um, help other companies um, become successful because of what you guys have done to become successful. It, you know, we, we've created our own um, education portal uh, because of, of what, how HubSpot has done it. You know, it was inspiring to us and we realized it's a lot of work and it's a big commitment. But again, it's something that helps the entire industry. Our, our um, uh, IPX is, is totally open to anyone even our competitors. So you don't even have to be a customer of ours to use it just like you guys. So it's, it's nice. It's something that, you know, grows the whole industry and, and everybody benefits. Yeah. I think the days of competitive differentiation on like, we've got some sort of secret sauce or, you know, this is this, you know, one special feature that nobody else can have, you know, those things still exist to some degree, but yeah, boy, it, it, it's hard in a world where anyone can build any feature, you know, uh, you know, throwing engineering talent at that. It feels like the, 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 the differentiation that companies develop over time is really the investment in a community, you know, and you don't get a community by, you know, being, you know, as closed and as secretive as possible. You, you've got to be open and, uh, you know, has, uh, you know, on the margins, you know, it has its disadvantages as well as its advantages. But I think on the whole, you know, we've just, you know, we, we now see so many examples, you know, of companies that have chosen to go in the uh, open, you know, community direction. And it it, it gets a lot of, it, it builds trust, you know, that when you, when you tend to be a little bit too secretive about things or too closed off, yeah, even your friends sometimes aren't entirely sure. Like, do I actually trust this company? Like, yeah. uh, so uh, trust, trust as a huge value, uh, you know, in this uh, interconnected world. Sure, and just being easy to work with, right? Like it, the fact that these pre-integrations are there just makes everything easier, and that's what people are looking for, right? The easy to test, easy to try, easy to 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 move forward with, as opposed to, I mean, I can, you know in the years that we've been doing this, you know, people have come to us and said, we work with this company X and we wish they were, you guys were integrated. And then you talk to them and it's like, they have to do some work or we have to do some work and it's not in their current, you know, uh, roadmap or that they, they don't see it as a priority. And so then you have a customer in the middle that's just frustrated. Right. And so, um, I think that that's the big change here. And I mean, obviously your enthusiasm around this uh, is apparent. Um, you know, I, I love, uh, you know, just how you talk about this and, and uh, the experiences and the successes. I mean, it's to me that there, there are people that are just really, really passionate about this and uh, you know, B2B always sounds boring, but it's not. And, uh, and there's a lot of excitement around it. And um, I, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I think, um, it's it's great to to share these successes and and help people understand how B two B, um, and and SaaS companies are partnering to to grow everybody's businesses and and make our customers more successful. So thanks again, Scott. It's been great having you on. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Since joining a little over five years ago, Scott and his team scaled HubSpot's tech ecosystem from 50 to about 1,300 companies that have built integrations with HubSpot today. Their success is attributed to an amazing CRM solution, along with a marketplace of other helpful SaaS solutions and building trust within an ever-changing industry. Scott noted 
At the core of partnerships is understanding how valuable the partners can be for each other, recognizing each other's needs and how they can be successful on their respective platforms. This is something that can be applied to many partnerships today, whether with another business, an affiliate or a creator, partnerships work best when both parties recognize what's valuable in the other and continue evolving their partnerships as the industry changes. It was great to have Scott on the show. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to next time. Thanks for listening to The Partnership Economy, brought to you by Impact.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts.